Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show, and today I am joined by coworkers, friends, people that I've, I've had the pleasure of working around for years. But before we start, I want to thank Bonneville for this time and Ed, our patient producer. Thank you, as always, for joining us each and every week. Today I am joined by a coworker, a newer coworker, Ryan Cody, who's previously been in the media. Ryan, thank you for being here. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Jamie. Well, we've been trying to line this up for a while, but your schedule always seems to get kind of, uh, you know, on a Monday it looks good, but by Tuesday the rest of the week is filled up. So I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah, we get pulled in different directions all the time. So I'm, I've been excited to, to sit down and chat with you as well. And it's funny that I get a chance to, to talk to you in this venue because I'm so used to talking to you previously. You've done other stuff in the media and you, you still have that, that media voice. And even when I see you in the hall, way. I'm like, wow, I should be hearing the news or weather when I hear you. You just have that that delivery. So I'm really excited that you're here. I truly thank you. Yeah, thanks. It's like a joke around public affairs. Like Everyone's like, how do we get that, that media voice, like that anchor voice? <laughs> I don't know. I just talk. It, it is a, it's a gift I don't have. Mini Salas, you've been here before, but you actually have a deeper connection. You've been around since the inception of the show. So first and foremost, thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. I love being here. Well, I and, get flashbacks and, when I come into the studio. Well, and I get a flashback <laughs> of the previous interviews we did, but I feel like um, you have mastered the art of being relevant on social media. Here's what I mean. Oh. I get frequent notifications like through LinkedIn and other media of stuff that you're doing or posting or updating others on. And I, I, I got to tell you, it's humbling because I'm really bad at it. But you appear to have really captured the essence of relevancy. Is that something that you do intentionally? Is that something that you try to do? You know, I think with my background, so I I worked in radio for about 23 years. I think with my background, and I'm sure Ryan could attest to this also, you just, social media, like you look at it as you have to have a strategy for it. So I've always approached it that way from, you know, working in radio and also on a personal level. So it is intentional. Yes. Um, I try to be as honest as possible and not do the filtering stuff that, you know, most people do when it comes to pictures. But as far as what I post, yeah, because it's it's your brand, you know, when you're posting anything about yourself. So now I'm going to really push back on that because you don't often post about yourself. What I've noticed is you tend to highlight others. So we all know folks that will you can't use the word I enough in their social media posts. And yours is more about, hey, I saw this experience. I met this person. I was part of this group. So it appears to be selfless. Is that something that you do intentionally? Yes, I do. And I think that was something that I always did in radio because I looked at it like, I'm the one that gets access to the studio. I get to bring in whoever I want. And I try to bring in people that have good stories to tell or, you know, something interesting that they want to share with the community. I try to share that platform. So, yes, it is intentional. So and you, I'm, I'm surprised that you caught on to that because I've never talked to anybody about it. But, yes, you know, now thinking about it, I've always tried to do that. Let's be honest. You're surprised I caught on because I'm dim-witted. But here's <laughs> what I really, I really appreciate the art of – so I, I've said before on the show, look, anybody can talk about themselves. Very few people can get people to open up. And everybody is an expert on themselves. And if you can get them to tell the stories, which you seem to do seamlessly, you're never going to run out of content. Right. And that's something that struck me all the time is she's relevant, she's current, she's constant, and she's never selfish. 
it just really seems to unfortunately stand out in the social media world. I would run out of content if I did make it all about myself. Because right. my life is pretty boring. Yeah, I ran yeah. a marathon, I ate dinner. Tonight. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I just want to be able to share. And so, I mean, we talked about this before, about the, the history of this show here. And I might be getting ahead of myself here. But one of the things that I always tried to do was find good stories to tell. You know, I never realized that there was, uh, aside from radio and television, too, that there were other professions that were looking for this as well, but I just was always looking for a good story to tell. And it wasn't always my story. You know, a lot of times it, it was just a regular community member or uh, someone from a nonprofit organization or someone from the police department, but it was always someone else. And so I always tried to bring those stories to light. But that's what I appreciate about you and Ryan. So Ryan, you're, you're in a, a spot where essentially you're developing stories, you're telling the story, you're bringing that mindset to law enforcement and trying to, uh, I'm my words, you're trying to show the community who we are, why we do what we do. And so though I appreciate having the law enforcement perspective, that would stop if it wasn't for folks like you and folks employing their skills like many to tell the community, hey, here's who these folks really are. Is this unlike anything you've done before? In some ways, yes. It's similar in the fact that Telling stories is telling stories. It, it's a it's a skill. It's an art. Um, you know, a lot of people. How, who do you know? Like you know, your uncle at the Thanksgiving table is telling a story, and they're like, "Oh, come on, like get this over with already." You know, like telling stories is something that is. It, it takes a little while to get you like the ability to do so. So from that standpoint, it's the same. But yeah, from the idea of I'm focusing on a lot of the really good things that's going on in the department. And for instance, you could you could send these stories all you want to a newsroom. And you have no say at that point, once you hit send on that email, right. if that story is going to get told. It's a lot of things go on in a newsroom. It's, I'm not like, certainly not bashing like what's, you know, what news is. Um, there's stories that come up every single day and, you know, they just trump a lot of the stories that end up being, you know, what you might consider fluff or you consider like a really uh, a positive piece because news of the day ends up happening. But from my standpoint, I get to focus on those things. If something crazy happens, like breaking news, from my standpoint, I get to continuously focus on on that story that I'm working on, the good stuff. Uh, the officer, we just had an officer donate a kidney to a little girl um, and, 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 you know, an officer that met up with someone they, they arrested, you know, eight, nine years ago that end up is now clean because of that arrest. Like that was the thing that changed his life around. So those sort of stories are the things that I can really focus on and not have to worry about having to get pulled in a different direction as just like the normal news grind is like. So from that standpoint, it's very different. Uh, and it's been a good lifestyle change as well for me because I'm not getting pulled in all different directions and I can actually focus on that one thing. You're not a light bulb, you're a laser. I'm talking to Ryan <laughs> Cody from the Phoenix Police Department and Minnie Salas from the Mesa Police Department. Ryan, you said something that uh, I, I, I have to ask about. You talked about the uncle who tells the stories. I think people, and I know this is true with comedians, they're paid to be up there. They're funny. When they're at a party, they may be kind of hugging the wall a little bit. Do you find that you are that natural gifted storyteller at events and people want to lean in and hear you talk? Or are you more like, look, man, I've been doing this all day. Give me, I just need a little downtime. Uh, probably, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's natural and gifted. I think it's something that, that over time has, uh, I've crafted the ability to do that. But yeah, even when I'm not, you know, here or I'm not telling a story at work, then I am kind of that person that's at dinner telling stories and, 
Um, the idea is to be like very succinct in what you're saying, yes. you know, because I guess what I'm saying about like that crazy uncle at dinner is like, how many times are you, that, that guy, like five minutes goes by and you're like, all right, get to the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's in TV news. We got a minute 30. Like that's it. Minute 15, minute 30. You got to be able to tell like a really complex story in a really short period of time. And that part is what I consider to be more of an art. You talked yeah. about the uncle and as you said that, I think we could all put a name and a face to that. Minnie, <laughs> you've never been in a room and found a stranger. You seem to gravitate towards everyone and draw that out of them. To Ryan's point, is that something that you are you naturally gifted in that respect or do you have to force yourself out of the comfort zone to get people to do that? I do have to force myself out of the comfort zone. Um, you know, being being that person that goes and networks with other people is never has never come natural to me, but I think with, you know, my background in radio, just like you, you know, being a police officer, you get that training. And when you've been doing it for 20 plus years, not that it comes natural to you, but you, you know how to turn it on. And I know how to turn it on when it's part of my job, but when it's not a part of my job, if I'm just going to a party with some friends, I'm not that person. So who know? are you then? Are yeah. you are you quiet? <laughs> do you have to? Who am I? <laughs> like if, if I didn't how know much you, time do we have? <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. Right. Ryan, at a party, we meet you. Do we have to draw that out of you? Because yes. you just seem like a natural storyteller, and I know Ryan is because I work with him. Right? No, you have to draw that out of me if it's a personal setting. Yeah, if I'm if I'm at a party with friends, I'm not the person that's outgoing and reaching out to people and saying, hey, let me introduce you to somebody. I'm not that person. But when it comes to a professional setting, I do try to be that person because I feel like it's a responsibility. Um, But one thing I wanted to comment on was, Ryan, you talked about succinct, being succinct. And that's always been one of my favorite words because aside from doing like the public affairs show, I was also a radio personality, and you talk about having a minute to share a message, we had like 10, 20, 30 seconds to share a message. So yeah, being succinct, is that's the art. It's not so much the storytelling, it's the telling it in a, you know, a very short time period. So what's cool is, for those, obviously people on the radio can't see, so you and Ryan have never met. Ed has worked in the radio business for quite some time. He's our producer. My dad was here. He, we grew up. He ran a bunch of radio stations. Ed and my dad instantly clicked. As my dad's talking, Ed's nodding his head. As the two of you are talking, Ed is nodding in agreement a yeah. lot of these things, whether it be TV, radio. It, the business seems to just change names, but the essence of the mm-hmm. business hasn't. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say, and I, I think that that part of it is very important. Uh, you want to you want, you want want to make sure that, that storytelling at its essence is, is the same. I, I don't know if that, that makes any sense because it, it, every story is different. But the idea of how you go about telling it, I feel like, can be similar. Minnie, you operate in the community engagement, community outreach role, but you're also like a PIO and a storyteller. And Ryan, you're trying to tell the stories. How do you go about letting the world know who the men and women who do this job are? Where do you even begin? Oh, that's hard. Where do I even begin? Um, I just try, I just look at it from... A commu- as a community member, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the stories that they want to see? What do they want to know about? Because sometimes if you're in law enforcement and you've been in law enforcement for so long, you think you know what the community wants to know. But when you get an outsider, and I think that's why it's great that law enforcement agencies are now bringing in people from the media, because we know what would tell a great story. And it might not be what everyone else in the department thinks. So I don't know if I really answered that as far as where do I start, but I just look for the good stories that I think are going to get 
the most attention. No, no, you were very succinct. So you bring that up. <laughs> we have Donna Rossi with us. Donna was in the media previously, and now she's leading the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. And she has a, such a unique, different perspective than what we've always had police on camera in front of the media for years and years and years. And bringing Ryan on board, it is just, to your point, Minnie, it's a different outlook. It's a different way to tell the story, but it's a better way. Ryan, are you finding it like, hey, man, I, you know, I've done this for years. I can tell a story all day. Or are you like, eh, I got to kind of adapt to this unique operational environment? Well, you do adapt for sure uh, in terms of the messaging uh, of what you're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, Donna has really helped me out uh, in terms of being able to grow and, and evolve as a storyteller. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, th- this is where we're trying to go. This is what our messaging is. And, you know, adapt to that. So, yeah, I think her perspective is fantastic. She started as a police officer right out of school um, and then ended up as a journalist. And then now she's back as a civilian commander of a, of a, a bureau. So, I mean, her perspective is fantastic. And I, I love being able to, to grow, you know, with her guidance and what she's, you know, helping me out to do has been fantastic. And Minnie, I want to give you an opportunity to plug the social media, how people can follow and learn more about your department. But before I do that, I just have to say, because I know we're running out of time, I can't thank you enough for creating this show years ago. You are absolutely instrumental in the creation of this, and I thank you for it. For anyone who wants to learn more about the Phoenix Police Department social media, go to any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, type in Phoenix Police, follow, like, share our content. And Minnie, for people who want to learn more about Mesa... We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And next door, for those people that do live in Mesa that want specific information for that area. Thank you so much. And again, Minnie, thank you for having such a deep, rich history with the show. Ryan, thank you for what you're doing to tell the stories of the men and women who go on serve. Uh, They're not asking for their stories to be told, but uh, now more than ever, we want and need the community to know who we are and why we do what we do, because we would be absolutely uh, unable to do what we do without them. Thank you to Bonneville for this time, for Ed, our producer. Thank you to you, the listening audience, for all you do to support this show. If you want to learn more about Silent Witness, please check out silentwitness.org or call 480-WITNESS. You can make your community safer and get paid. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.